I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson. On your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally. He is Matt Williamson, and it is the Monday after the Super Bowl, Matt. (laughs) I guess in one way we can look at this and say, well, the, the 2022 season is now complete. On the other hand, we can look at this and say this is the first day of the 2023 season. Yeah, there you go. I mean, it's officially the off season for every team out there. Not that there ever is an off season. Um, end up being a good game, enjoyable. Some takeaways from that that could, you know, be stuff the Steelers can pattern themselves out after as well. But it's officially build your team for next year's season. You know, I mean, we're going to dig in heavy the draft, free agencies right around the corner. It's not going to be long deal until we're in in Indy. Yeah, just a couple of weeks, and we'll be in Indianapolis. Uh talking to people, seeing some of the uh, prospects, doing all that good stuff. Um, it heats up quickly. And, yeah, uh, you know, in a month from basically a month from today, well, a month from Wednesday, I should say, free agency starts. I know. I know. We need to start digging into some of those available guys and Steelers plans for their own and um, starting to dig into draft heavy. So this week's always weird for me. I don't know if you're the same way, but. When there's not a game to look forward to, and you get some of this last week after the AFC Championship games, I don't quite know what to do with myself. I need to kind of like get a new plan of attack, and you know, uh, you become such creatures of habit. You need to kind of get find your new routine. So this week's always a little odd for me. Yeah, well, I mean, every every week's odd for us because well, <laughs> that's what's just what we are. But uh, the uh, the game itself, I thought. Uh, you know, I last week when we previewed the uh, the Super Bowl, uh, there was one thing that I was specifically wrong about, and that was that I thought that the Eagles' defensive line, their pressure would overwhelm the yeah. uh, you know Kansas City's offensive line, and that didn't happen. Uh, so I got to give the uh, the Chiefs' offensive line credit in that re- in that regard. I thought their line played tremendous, both in the run and pass game. A um, couple nuggets, you know, that I was shocked is even though they had a, a, a pretty good, they were, they were down on the scoreboard there going into halftime and they were against the ropes there for a little bit. Andy Reid still called 27 passes against 26 runs and his offensive line allowed both to be very successful. 
I want to get this off my chest though. And I'm curious what you think too. And the biggest problem I had with the whole game as a viewer, as an analyst was the field conditions. Like how on earth is that not a pristine a plus perfect field? And I think why I'm why I brought that up when you mentioned the D line is I think it hurt the Eagles pass rush tremendously. I mean, there was a couple times where Reddick couldn't bend the corner and lost his footing. Their get off wasn't as good. I'm sure Chris Jones wasn't thrilled about it either. But people don't think about that from a, a, a field condition standpoint very much. We saw a lot of the skill guys slipping and things of that nature. But I thought it helped put more points on the board because. Cover guys and especially D linemen were hampered a bit. Well, I'll, I'll say this: you know, the NFL uh, and, the, and the Cardinals were talking about this new grass that they were testing out for this game, and yeah. and they've always had an issue in Arizona with the grass because what they do there, since it is a dome stadium that they don't keep open all the time, is the mm-hmm. grass is on it's, it wheels out wheels, of the stadium, yeah, yeah. yeah, and they keep it outside and then they bring it in. Um, that's not a game in which you want to experiment with your grass. I was going to say though, I think yeah. they spent like millions to do this. Was, you know, eight hundred thousand dollars on grass, and it was not good. Yeah, I mean, I don't know who they hired or whatever, but it, that can't ever happen. I mean, uh, we can talk about was that penalty a penalty or not? I mean, whatever. Those that's football. That stuff happens. But in terms of the biggest game of the year with all these new viewers. And I understand that there's some paint on the on the field that you know hinders things as well that has to be there. Fine, whatever. But the field needs to be an A plus. I mean, it can't be a C minus. I, I just don't get that. Yeah, I, I will say that it was the both. It was the same for both teams. It's not like it mm-hmm. played differently for one team than it did the other. So it, it does balance out. Yeah. But you know, I think that goes back to, um, you know, when we talk about games being played in weather conditions. You know, the grass was a condition. They had to adjust. You saw uh, players, you know, changing out their spikes and things of that nature. And that, that's part of the game uh, of football. Uh, I would have liked to have seen it be better. There's no doubt about that. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, you mentioned the penalty, Matt. Yeah. I thought it was a penalty. I thought it was a penalty in live action. Yeah. Um, he, he restricted uh, – Bradbury restricted Juju Smith-Schuster from running his, his pass pattern. That's a penalty. It's a defensive hold. Uh, it doesn't matter whether it happened in the first minute of the game or the last minute of the game. The thing that drives me nuts yeah. are the people who say that the official should swallow their whistle. It's such a big moment in the game. They got to just swallow their whistle. No. No, no this penalty. isn't hockey. No. Right, if right. it's a penalty, it's a penalty. Um, now, did they, maybe they missed some penalties earlier in the game? Absolutely. That, I'm sure that happened. But at the same time, if, if that's what you saw, if you saw a, a receiver being restricted from running his route because of a grab and there was a grab, Bradbury admitted he grabbed the back of his jersey. Mm-hmm. Why can't yeah. people understand that that's a penalty? In a way, it's kind of like Mahomes getting pushed out of bounds against the Bengals. Like you have to throw that flag in the Cincinnati game to me. But what's different is kind of like what you mentioned, though, is the NFL is notorious, like the Seahawks and Patriots know this better than anyone, of allowing a lot of clutching and grabbing in Super Bowls. You know, they they realize that you're getting viewers that don't watch every week or every game, and they don't want to turn them off by throwing laundry all over the field time and time again. So 
I mostly agree with you, and I, I give Bradbury all the credit in the world for standing up and saying, yeah, I committed a penalty. I mean, that's that's being a man. That's being accountable. I like that. But I just don't think that they were consistent whistle to whistle. You know, I mean, well, that's I mean, that's going to happen because there's a human element involved yeah. that you're not going to yeah. call everything. And, you know, it just happens uh, to me. If the ball isn't thrown to Juju Smith Schuster in that situation, the penalty's probably not called. That, that's a good way of looking at it. Yeah. But he's I, throwing, he was the intended target on the pass. He right. comes up four yards short of where he was supposed to be at on a timing route because the timing was thrown off because of the hold. <laughs> right, right, right. When Mahomes lets it go, he expects Juju to be in spot X and he's right. in spot Y because he's being interfered with. You know, right, right. So, I but, mean, and that, I, you know, and I, you know, so the people saying that that cost the Eagles a Super Bowl are completely out of their mind. What cost the Eagles the Super Bowl was giving up that long drive to begin with. They had every opportunity to stop that drive before it got that far. They let Patrick Mahomes on one leg run down the middle of their defense. Right, right. And uh, bigger picture, and this is kind of where I was going to go with the Steelers spin, was I'm a big believer, especially in huge games, that in this league, more games are lost than won. And I don't believe the Chiefs, didn't deserve to win by any means, but the the self inflicted stuff the Eagles did might have cost them the Super Bowl overall. I mean, their punt coverage against Tony. Oh, it was awful. Yeah, horrendous. Yeah, right. I mean, that penalty. They had some pre snap penalties. How about uh, the, the the Jalen Hurts fumble? That's sort of the biggest play of the game. You know, right? I mean, I mean you want to talk about a you know the, the, this this wound. this penalty at the end of the game? They they had the Chiefs on the ropes. If they Absolutely. go down and score there, that game might have been over. Yeah, exactly. They were playing great at that point. Uh, I saw today, this is the only game outside of the Patriots comeback against the Falcons in Super Bowl history where a team went into the locker room with a 10 or more deficit and end up winning. Well, if the Eagles could have run the ball better with pure running backs, if they don't hand them seven points on that Hurts fumble, who he played tremendous. He it's a 17-point deficit if he doesn't if he doesn't do that. Exactly. Right. Or at least you get a field goal out of it or whatever. Then what's the chances of the comeback happening? So I think self-inflicted wounds were the story much more so than if this ref throws a penalty flag or not. Because would Chief fans, I mean, Chief fans might be complaining right now if he didn't throw it, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Right? So the, the people out there complaining the that, that that call costed the Eagles the Super Bowl. Well, first of all, there's no guarantee that they were going to go back down and score again. Of course not. Right. I mean, the Chiefs may have still milked the clock like crazy and got themselves in a Butker short situation. Cover a punt. <laughs> Cover a punt. Don't give up a yeah. Don't give up a punt to the you know that gets returned sixty five yards to the five. You know, don't, don't give up a don't give up a score every time Kansas City had the ball in the second half. Yeah, I mean the whole left side of that punt coverage team, and you know Tony's a change field, super elusive type of guy. But the whole left side of the punt coverage team totally abandoned their lanes. You know, they didn't have any integrity against the cutback at all. And that's what you get. You know, I mean, um, I mentioned going into the game, both these teams had their special teams woes. And both gave up a long punt return. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. I mean, don't overlook that stuff. So, um, again, I, I thought there were some self-inflicted wounds there that cost the Eagles more than anything. Yeah, no doubt. And, uh, you know, I – I, again, I thought it was a good game. I, I think that, that both teams 
overall played well, but those mistakes are magnified in a game like that. And, and again, I, I didn't think that the officials over officiated that game. What were there no. nine total nine, nine total penalties called? Right. Did anybody have problems with officials except for that call? Like I didn't hear any complaints up until that point. Right. No one says to blame somebody else. I mean, and I would hate being an official because you're never right, of course, in the the public eye. And you know, I mean, it, it, could he have kept the flag in his pocket? Sure, it could have gone either way. But in the end. To say that's why they lost, they got shortchanged is crazy. Yeah. So uh, the the game, uh, it's in the books. The Chiefs now uh, two Super Bowl titles. We talked about this going into that game. Um, can you now call them a dynasty? I think so. I mean, what five straight AFC Championship games? Hall of Fame type players and coaches and quarterback. You know, two rings in five years, three Super Bowl appearances pretty strong and they don't look like they're going away anytime soon i mean they have a nice young core too yeah i mean things do get more difficult for them moving forward because mahomes contract kicks in Mm -hmm. next year the big money starts to like he's he's on the books for 46 million dollars next year which is still a bargain it is compared to to you know some of the quarterback costs that are out there but his his salary jumps from like nine million this year to 46 next year well, that's why they had to divest themselves of guys like Tyreek Hill. And they, yeah, you know, they, they, they've had a couple of years to plan for this because of that Mahomes deal. But you still have to make some tough decisions, just like oh, the yeah. Eagles. The Eagles are going to be in a similar situation because they're going to have to pay Jalen Hurts. Yeah, and I think you feel better about paying Hurts now than you did a week ago. I mean, sure. like I think it's a no-brainer. You know, I mean, I was very, very impressed. We all know he can run and run people over and – get fourth and one every time or whatever. But I love the way he threw the football in that game too, against a quality opponent, you know, really getting the most out of the AJ Browns and Smiths and, and Goddard's. They well, have a, that becomes the problem though, is, you know, if you look at the Eagles and their roster, the ability yeah. to go out and, and add an Indomitian Sioux or AJ the ability Brown. to, to have Devonte Smith uh, opposite AJ Brown in, mm-hmm. along with Dallas Goddard, you start to lose that ability when you have to pay the quarterback. Very, very soon. I mean, they're like the most fluid front office in the league. We're going to go make a play or go, go sign Sue and Linville Joseph the same week. We're going to trade for Gardner Johnson. We're going to trade for AJ Brown. They're always looking for stuff and their credit. That's great. They're aggressive, but they're, they're going to have much fewer resources to do that going forward. And they're going to be, I know they have two first round picks, which is tremendous for them and almost unfair, but the, their roster is going to look a lot different next year, more than the chiefs will, you know, the, the yeah. chiefs are going to bring back basically their guys who knows what happens to Orlando Brown, but these teams and the chiefs are a perfect example. The Bengals are going to have to deal with this. We talk about them all the time in this light that you're going to have to draft very well with late spots when you're paying Hertz and Burrow and the chiefs have done that and they're going to have to maintain it. Yeah, unless you unless you do what the Eagles have done and you know trade away future draft picks for or players or whatever to acquire those higher you know figure out the draft stuff, mm-hmm. um, you know that that's something that that you can you know maybe they move their early pick this year and trade back a little bit and pick up a first round pick next year. That's what's made them. Thinking, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean that that's what's kept them a little more viable because they've, they've been willing to do that. And they've, they've guessed right on who's going to be at the top of the draft. 
Like when mm-hmm. they made that when they made the deal with New Orleans last year to trade away a first round draft pick, nobody thought New Orleans was going to have a top 10, 10 pick this year. Right. I think I picked them to win that division. <laughs> right. So I mean, you know, then then they're picking in the twenties, then that 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 pick isn't quite as valuable. Mm-hmm. But being that it's a top ten pick this year, you could move that this year. To 15 maybe, and yeah, maybe get down to 15 and maybe get a first round pick next year in mm-hmm. addition to or you know, if, if somebody's picking at 20, which is around where New Orleans is what 17, 18, somewhere in that range, they were just ahead of the Steelers. Yeah, and you get that next year's pick. Well, then you then you continue to you know kind of build that cupboard and keep it keep it full. Mm-hmm. But once you start having only one first round pick and you're picking 31st or right, 32nd, right, right. that's a little different. <laughs> That's a little different. And we've seen that around here for many, many moons, you know, but uh, it's funny. I just had this conversation earlier today about that saying, okay, you know, the Eagles, you know, there's a lot, we, we both did mock drafts recently and we always check out mock drafts and you'll, you'll see a lot of write up at that 10th pick. The Eagles really don't need anything. This is a luxury pick for them. Well, what they need is resources for tomorrow. You, you right. know what I mean? Right. Cause you know, I think they're smart enough to realize that, that I never see them mentioned as a trade down candidate, but I bet they leave this draft. Maybe it's not a future first, but probably is. I bet they maybe a high second, you know. Yeah, yeah, you know, Houston second or something, you know, something like that. I, I bet they end up with draft resources for next year, especially if there's a you know a quarterback sitting there that somebody wants, or again, right. a Bajan Robinson that mm-hmm. uh, somebody says, well, we he's he's not going to be there when we pick at twenty five, so we better go up and get him. Right. Maybe it's the first offensive tackle or, you know what I mean? Or there's right. a run on edge rusher, some expensive position or one of the corners by then is head and shoulders above the others, you know, but like you said, there's, you know, you're picking 10, there could be three quarterbacks off the board and four teams want the fourth one. You know, now you're talking, now you're talking, now you're going to, now you're probably going to get that first round picks. That's how you continue to build that. I know people look at this. Well, how do the Eagles do this? Well, that's how they've done it. Mm-hmm. A, they're not paying the quarterback. Now, that being said, they did pay Carson Wentz. Oh, yeah. They're going to pay Hurts. Yeah. And they're not against paying the quarterback. Now, they pulled, he, the, they pulled the shoot on that pretty quickly. True. True. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, give them credit for recognizing that, hey, he's not the guy. Um, mm-hmm. and, and they got something for him in that regard. So, again, that's, you know, when you talk about drafting quarterbacks, that's why you take them. They are, you know, even Carson Wentz after a couple of down seasons and injuries was still worth what they get from, from Indianapolis. Two seconds, two thirds, I think no, two thirds? More than, they got to Washington gave two thirds to Indy. Right. I think it was two oh, seconds. I think it might end up being a first. Yeah. So, it, I mean, they, they you know, know, substantial stuff and yes. got them off the books and got them off the books. So, you know, that's how you do this in terms of, uh, you know the, the the Chiefs and 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 everything. Um, you know the 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 Mahomes Reed thing is real. Um, you know we can all look at that and 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 try to figure it out. Although I will say, once again, they got into the red zone in that game last night and had to come up with some kind of crazy formation. He just can't help himself. Can't, can't help himself. Yeah. And of course, it 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 didn't work. No. <laughs> I did think on the other side of that, though, in the red zone was two wide open plays to Tony and Sky Moore. Yeah. 
or great play designs. You know, I mean, Steelers could take a note from that saying, well, maybe you could do, try some stuff like that down deep. But uh, the ring around Rosie stuff and all the crazy stuff I can do with that. But, <laughs> yeah, they have fun. <laughs> yeah, well, they, they won. And so that doesn't, you know, yeah. it doesn't matter. But more often than not, the, the crazy stuff that they try really doesn't work. Uh, no. You can. Love it all you want. Passes and, you know, right. Yeah. Um, But it it is what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, Matt, did you know that you can listen to Steelers Nation Radio anytime, anywhere on your smart speaker? All you have to do is say, hey, Alexa, play Steelers Nation Nation Radio from my heart, and Alexa will take care of the rest. Uh, We're going to take a break. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. There's an interesting article on the CBS Sports that I wanted to talk about here when we come okay. back. We'll do that when we return. This is The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. 